Today's episode of the Ramp It Up podcast contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener's discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Ramp It Up podcast with your host, Ronel Sinuis. Are you ready to ramp it up? Ramp it up, Ew. Hey, yo, ramp it up, B. Girl up, ramp it up. Ramp it up. The Ramp It Up Podcast. Hey, you need to ramp it up. Ramp, ramp, ramp it up. And we are back with another episode of the Ramp It Up Podcast. I'm your host and your favorite Zoe on Wheels, Ronell. The end of May came way too soon, everyone. Today is the 29th. Happy Memorial Day weekend to everyone. Hopefully everyone's enjoying themselves and staying safe. It's been a pretty wet, rainy weekend here in South Florida. So for those of you who came just for the weekend, hopefully you got some of the sun that we had just a little bit. Otherwise, it's been pretty rainy the last few days. I was supposed to be here earlier in the month for another episode, but we did have some scheduling conflicts that came up at the last minute. So I do want to apologize. I had a whole Mother's Day special, but unfortunately that fell through. So allow me to say a very late yet very happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. The moms who may be caregivers, uh, the moms who uh, themselves may be in wheelchairs, uh, the moms who are who have husbands who are in wheelchairs. So just shout out to all the moms out there. And of course, um, I have to do an even more special Mother's Day shout out to my mother, who unfortunately passed away last November, as I shared with you all on the podcast. And also her birthday was on May the 26th as well. So Mama Dearest, uh, happy heavenly Mother's Day to you. And of course, to my sisters and my female cousins and all that out there and all my friends with kids and all the ladies who play the mother role, although they may not be biologically mothers, but happy Mother's Day to everyone. Also on the 18th of May was Haitian Flag Day, so gotta throw out a sac passe to all my Haitians out there. We celebrate on May 18th every year, the year that our flag was made official. So shout out to the blue and red. And also May 18th was GAD, Global Accessibility Awareness Day, which is a day that came about just a couple of years ago that brings to the forefront of the mind awareness on accessibility, not only in the physical plane, but in the digital space as well for those who have disabilities. So whether it is in the brick and mortar, talking about making sure the doorways or elevators or there are ramps to make a building accessible to making sure websites and apps and uh, devices are all accessible. I'm going to put some links in the episode notes for Global Accessibility Awareness Day. I actually was featured in a blog post by the United Spinal. So I'll share that with you guys um, so you could learn a little bit more about GAD, as it is called, I guess, in preparation for next year. On today's episode, I want to actually give a couple updates on a few things we talked about. For the first, back in March for Women's History Month, 
I want to give an update on one of the episodes I had with uh, Gene L. Minkle, where we talked about wheelchairs and accessibility to functions and brand new wheelchairs. And then I want to give an update on our last episode, where we had both Bliss and Fazan from Neuralink coming to join us. So some big news, some big news uh, that has come from both areas. First, I'll go back to the great conversation I had with uh, Jean Minkle. Jean Minkle, again, she is a longtime physical therapist. She's an ATP professional, and she is a longtime advocate for those of us who are wheelchair users. She and I had a great conversation. We talked about a proposal that was made to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, uh, trying to get the elevation function to be covered by those insurances and private insurances that follow the uh, CMS policy and procedures to make it available for all who use motorized or power wheelchairs. At the time, the proposal was to cover for those who can do weight-bearing transfers. I'll play a quick clip of the episode just to kind of bring you guys back up to speed. It's season four, episode four. So the new proposal is the seat elevation would now be covered under Medicare, part B, provided you are performing what's called a weight-bearing transfer. So the proposal right now from Medicare is that feature will only be covered if you need it to perform a transfer, whether you're using your arms for what we call a sit pivot transfer, or if you need the seat elevated in order for you to do a stand and pivot transfer. Again, thank you to Jean L. Minkle for joining us on that episode. And again, her work and advocacy for those of us in the wheelchair community. But that was just a quick clip of the episode. If you want to hear the whole episode, I'll put the link in the episode notes for you to do so. So the update. This was back in March. The deadline to submit your input or your experience being either denied the elevation function or your reasoning on why it should be covered was on March the 17th. And this entire time they were deliberating. Well, Good news to everyone in the wheelchair using community. The decision was brought in late May 16th, I believe, the afternoon of the 16th. And the CMS issued the decision that they will be expanding the mobility device benefit and it will cover power seat elevation for all power chair or power wheelchair users. And it will now be eligible under the Medicare program. So that is even better news. At first, it was just for those who could do the weight-bearing transfers, but they found it necessary to make it available to everyone. There's actually a really good article in the United Spinal that covers it. I will be sharing that in the episode notes as well. But in their decision, they actually did mention that uh, they attributed part of their decision to the more than 2,000 public comments that they did receive Again, the deadline was for March 17th to share your input, but that weighed very heavily on them alongside other testimonials by wheelchair users, advocates, clinicians, 
researchers, and family members. Now, for those of you who may not be in a wheelchair, who doesn't understand why it's super necessary, it not only is physically necessary, I believe it's medically necessary, and just for your well-being, for your emotional and psychological well-being, having that elevation comes into play. Uh, physically, on a day-to-day, there are many of us who do use hospital beds, and unfortunately, the level and height of the hospital bed doesn't always coincide with your wheelchair. So you most of the time have to elevate to reach that height to transfer yourself over. Not only does that count for your beds, but sofas and other chairs if you needed to transfer or if you're able to do so. Having that lift function makes it not only more comfortable, but much safer than having to have someone to potentially lift you or if you're transferring yourself, unfortunately fall during those transfers. For those who are able to cook and clean on their own, who are a bit more independent or have more arm function than I do myself, being able to safely reach the top of a stove or or if you're cleaning your laundry machine or being able to reach the cabinets comes in handy where you're one, not hurting yourself by overextending your shoulders or reaching for something that you do not have a clear line of sight to where you could potentially drop something on yourself. On the more emotional and uh, psychological point of view, there's nothing like being able to have an eye-to-eye conversation or when you're going up to a counter in somewhere public and having to elevate yourself so the person behind the counter can actually see you. There are those of us who, while in the streets, uh, have been hit by vehicles because a vehicle that may be reversing cannot see the person at a certain height. So being able to elevate yourself, it just really adds to your independence, your health, your safety, and of course, your well-being. So I'll be sharing the link to the decision directly from the CMS website, and of course, the United Spinal article that came along with it. There are some rules and regulations that goes along with the expanded benefit. They will not be coming standard with power wheelchairs, It must be a feature that is requested. Of course, you still have to get the person or your wheelchair evaluation, and then it'll be recommended, but it will be covered. Myself, when I was getting my wheelchair the very first time, I was denied it. I was denied to see elevation. Thankfully to the Brain and Spine Organization in South Florida, they were able to cover it. I do believe the payment, it it cost about three to $5,000 just for that function alone in the chair. Needless to say, I didn't have it at the time. And the seat elevation has been a game changer for me, being able to get things done around the house, being able to interact with people around me. So I'm very grateful for the Brain and Spine organization and the others who have helped other people receive the elevation function. And actually this time around when I was requesting my new chair, we were kind of having arguments there. So. Haha, it will be covered, but that doesn't mean our advocacy has come to an end. This is a victory, but there's much more to the battle. We're still fighting to get the standing function to be covered, not only in power wheelchairs, but in manual chairs as well. So keep your eyes open or keep an ear out for other opportunities to advocate. I will do the same. I'll stay in contact with not only Gene, but the advocacy department in the United Spotland, just keeping my ears to the streets to know how else 
I can have my listeners assist with the fight for equality and health care coverage. Our next update is about the episode, as I said before, where I spoke with both Bliss and Fazan from Neuralink. Neuralink being the biotech company that Elon Musk developed a few years ago and the implant device that they are current working, currently working on. So special thanks again to both Bliss and Fazan who came on the show and they shared with me about the Neuralink device that they are assisting to develop, which is the implant in your mind for those who have limited or no upper body movement so they can interact with devices, technically telepathically, uh, to connect to devices. The long-term goals of the device to eventually assist people with out certain limb function to regain that limb function as a wheelchair user. It was super interesting for me to hear about it because I use assistive technology now to interact with devices and I want to stand up and walk again. So my interest in Neuralink was not only triggered, but it was pushed much further having the opportunity to speak with them. So the update now, uh, if you remember from that episode, they were at the point where they were waiting for approval by the FDA. In fact, I'll play a quick clip from the episode so they can tell you themselves. So if you broadly look at like what biomedical companies have to do, um, the bench shop testing is everything that you do, like sort of um, testing the components and, and individual pieces of a thing. Um, when you build the thing, you do animal studies uh, to make sure that it is safe and show that it works uh, in animal models. Then you work on human trials. And um, once you launch human trials, like you have to start with very small safety studies and then eventually move to like, here's a study that tests how well this works. Uh, so first you prove safety, then you show that it works. And then you apply uh, to various regulatory organizations to allow you to sell a device. Um, and we are currently working on human trials. To hear the rest of the interview, all you have to do is check out season four, episode six of the Wrap It Up podcast, where both Fazan and Bliss share much more in much more detail. But where they were now, where they were waiting for approval from the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, to allow them to begin the human trials. Well, in a post on their Twitter page, I'm actually going to read it directly, on May the 25th, it says, we are excited to share that we have received the FDA's approval to launch our first in-human clinical study. This is the result of incredible work by the Neuralink team in close collaboration with the FDA and represents an important first step that will one day allow our technology to help many people. Recruitment is not yet open for our clinical trial. We'll announce more information on this soon. Needless to say, this information broke the internet to find out that they will be starting the human trials. It's a bit scary, but not like scary in a horror way, but scary as in exciting that they will be moving forward. I'm super excited to hear where this goes now. It will be there. First human uh, in human clinical study. We're not sure of the extent on the actual study as of right now. And as you heard in the tweet, they are not opening the registration for actual volunteers as of yet. 
but I will definitely reconnect with both Bliss, Fazan, and Romina to find out more. Hopefully, we can get a little bit inside information. But this is just letting us know that technology is moving much faster than all of us may have thought. I was expecting perhaps at the end of the year or next year to find out that they were going to be approved, but I guess they are on a faster track than we thought. I'll be sharing a link that I have to an article on CNBC that talks a bit more about the approval from the FDA in way more technical terms than I know. But again, I am super excited, and the more I find out, I will keep you all posted. Now, the last thing I wanted to share with you guys, it kind of is also on the tail end of the same conversation we're talking about, Neuralink. A great story actually broke in the last few days about a man in, I believe, Switzerland who has been paralyzed uh, due to a motorcycle crash over a decade ago, who is now walking. I'm going to butcher his name. Please forgive me, sir. But Yurtian Oscom, he is 40. He had an accident back in 2011. Like I said, it was a motorcycle crash. He was paralyzed. And in 2022, researchers at the Lausanne University Hospital surgically inserted electronic implants in the area of his brain and spinal cord that control movement. Well, along with the help of AI and the implants, he is up and walking. Now, he does not have full, I guess, function as he may have had prior to his accident. But with the help of crutches, he was able to get up and walk about. The story has been all over the place. In fact, I'm going to play another quick clip. This one is actually from Good Morning America where they talk about his experience and this new breakthrough. We're going to turn now to a stunning medical breakthrough, helping a man who was paralyzed for over a decade walk again. Researchers say it uses artificial intelligence to reconnect his brain and spinal cord and gives doctors and patients a new reason for hope. Will Reeve has a story, and Will, this breakthrough holds special significance for you. It does, Michael. My dad was Christopher Reeve, and he suffered a spinal cord injury in 1995, and he dedicated the final nine years of his life, his remarkable life, to fighting for a cure for paralysis, and for many reasons, I wish he were here today to see how far the research has come. This breakthrough sounds like science fiction, but it's real and holds great promise for a bright future. This morning, a medical breakthrough. Researchers using the power of one man's thoughts to help overcome his decade-long battle with paralysis. And of course, yeah, you dream of walking. Overnight, Hertjan Oskam speaking with ABC News, describing the 2011 motorcycle crash that left him paralyzed from the waist down. I tried everything at home, trying to stand up and making steps, but it wasn't enough. Last year, researchers in Switzerland surgically inserted electronic implants to the areas of Oscom's brain and spinal cord that control movement. With the help of artificial intelligence, AI, they built what they call a digital bridge between his brain and spine, bypassing his injuries, essentially putting his thoughts into action. I'll put the link for the full video and, of course, the story from Good Morning America. Uh, in the episode notes, but I got to give a quick shout out to my boy, Arnado. Arnado, he actually is, he's an administrator of a spinal cord injury group I follow on Facebook. And he was the first one I saw post 
of this story in his group. The group is called SCI Life. Uh, I guess it's a private group, but you can uh, request to join us if you guys want to check out the group. Shout out again to my boy Arnado. But he was the first that I saw posted the story that made me want to follow it. And it, it sounds amazing. And over the years, I've heard many miracle stories of people who were able to walk using the exoskeletons or who've had um, different surgeries. But this one sounds like it's a lot closer to what we're hoping for the newer link to be able to reach. There are definitely more details in the article and another that I was able to find that talked more in depth about it, which I will share in the episode notes. But I'm excited as a wheelchair user. We've often talked about what the future may bring, whether it is a cure or a fix or just improvements in the healthcare system that'll allow those of us with spinal cord injuries or uh, spinal cord disorders to either be able to regain or gain the ability to walk or for upper, better upper body movement. I'm excited that I live in this time where technology is just moving super fast. As I've said, I do have fears of the robot apocalypse, but hey, if they're offering me robot legs and implants and superpowers, I'll take them. But in all reality, all jokes aside, this is uh, amazing and is giving hopes to millions of people with spinal cord injuries and disorders. And not just us in the SCI community, people with ALS or MS or just other disorders that may have caused paralysis, locked-in syndrome, things of that nature. So we are hoping for those in Switzerland who are able to get this technology going to either get it over here to the States or to connect with Neuralink or anyone else who's working on uh, this technology. So I am super excited. I'm happy for uh, Yurtian. I'm sure I messed up his name again. And his family being able to see him recover. He talks about how grateful he is and how the process works. So I'm just looking forward to being able to hopefully one day benefit from the same sort of technology, although it is in its preliminary stages. And of course, here in the States with Neuralink and other sort of organizations that are trying to get their products or their procedures approved by the FDA. I am, again, just super excited that those of us who have been affected and can benefit from it and those in the future won't have to deal with some of the hardships that we have dealt with. This was just a quick episode to get you guys updated on a few of the stories that I am following. Make sure to check us out on our social media pages where I'll be posting some of the videos from these stories as well. Our Instagram is ramp.it.up.podcast. Our Facebook page is the Ramp It Up Podcast. Just search it on Facebook. We are on all the major podcast streaming platforms. If you aren't subscribed or following yet, please do so. We want your five-star ratings. We want your reviews. We want to know what we're doing. And if you have any suggestions for stories or topics, feel free to email us at rampituppodcast at gmail.com. We're looking forward to June. I have a couple more exciting episodes coming up to get us ready for the summer, especially for those of us who live in the south and on the eastern coast when it comes to preparing for hurricane season. It's been really rainy. We want you guys to be safe, but you have to tune in to the next episode to find out. Until then, everyone have a great day. 
Thanks for tuning in to the show. Connect with the podcast on social media. Check out our Instagram page at ramp.it.up.podcast or email us at rampituppodcast at gmail.com. Until next time.